0: Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Humpty. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, uh, we are excited. we got a brand new series of episodes we're going to put together here. And Chris, I also kind of realizing, looking at the time frame, we're going to get all of this done before we start UCC interviews. We couldn't have timed that any better. You know? <laughs> it's almost like we planned it. Yeah, but we didn't. But we did. <laughs> um, with this
1: series, Paul, I think there's a lot of chatter in the industry right now uh, surrounding fuel, fuel costs, yeah. fuel usage. Um, there's no secret, you know. As as this airs, you know, diesel on an average is around five dollars a gallon. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, and we get a lot of questions over at the shop, you know, asking different questions about fuel, fuel types, uh, different modifications you can do, things like that. And I thought it would be a really good opportunity. To either a debunk some of those myths, inform you know what yeah. kind of improvements could be had, uh, because it's an expensive endeavor to, to operate a truck. Well, or a and,
0: car. and fuel mileage, right? I mean, that's one of the things. Is not only do we get questions about fuel quality and fuel additives and all sorts of things that are related around fuel, but the end goal, I think, well before there was ever any you know price hike in fuel, was people always want better fuel mileage. Uh, so what what impacts it and what doesn't? That's one of those like that's the area of topic that I feel is is going to end up being crucial so so like you said we're gonna do a series uh, our first um, I don't know the order but but the list of of I like I how do. we
1: talked about this when we were planning it. You start yeah. from where it starts to where it ends, right? Right. <laughs> so the the first uh, topic in the series is going to be your fuel tank. That's right. Um, there's a lot of companies on the market that offer increased fuel tank sizes. Uh, there are different types of uh, shapes and
0: sizes to those fuel tanks. Yeah. Some go deeper. Some go longer in obligated forms. So. How does the pickup impact it? How does the fuel return lines impact it? Um, you know, there's all sorts of stuffs within fuel tanks that I think there's a lot of like little questions and little details. When should I put a sump in? If I'm not gonna go with an aftermarket fuel tank, do I need a sump? You know, right. what vehicle do I have? Things like that. I think there's gonna be a lot of topics around uh, just fuel tanks in general that we're gonna wanna wanna really kinda dive into as best we can. Yeah.
1: The next is fuel types, you know, so we're we're all familiar with going to your uh, fuel local fuel station sure. and getting you know number two, um, but then there's there's off road right there's uh, bio blend where you could go to most fuel stations and there's like ten percent fifteen percent. I was just going to ask, when's
0: the last time you found straight number two? At a pump, uh, like I, at there's a actually pump. one like there's one local to me. that oh, really? I usually, yeah, yeah. Is it do a so small well. one like not like no? a big chain? It's a big, it's a bigger
1: mobile. They're very well known in the state of Wisconsin. Okay. They have one right on the Illinois-Wisconsin border that uh, that I deal with. Gotcha. And, I was gonna say, ev- uh, they advertise straight to no bio. Oh, oh wow. Yep, okay. Yep. So they're they're hardcore. everything
0: by me. I'm in a little bit more like uh you know commuter neighborhood uh but everything by me in the suburbs is 100% yep. blend. So now, I-, I have questions about. What's the difference? Like when, when you go, if we took the same vehicle and we went to those two stations yeah. and we ran it for a full tank. What, what do you get out of it? What, what how does this impact things? Yeah. Not just my fuel mileage, but how does this impact all of the hard parts under my truck yeah. as well that the fuel runs through?
1: Now, one of the things, Paul, kind of on that topic I've been seeing a lot on the forums and and things where guys are wanting to go to 100% bio and converting over to like veggie oil and stuff like that. Sounds real cheap. (laughs) I wanna know what's the impact on a common rail fuel system versus a mechanical fuel system, and what goes into ensuring that you're putting quality fuel or that that quality bio
0: into the vehicle? Sure, I mean, you could pour straight ethanol in a diesel and it'll run, right? right? It doesn't mean mean you should be pouring moonshine in your fuel tank, but it, it will run. Um, how long will it run? What temperature will it run? What, what's going to happen to everything else? Those well, we, are all big we've questions. We've talked
1: about this in past episodes you know when you talk about an older mechanical injected engine, injectors are cheap, injector pumps are cheap, you know the lift pumps are going to be pretty much the same because you're going to all do the same thing. Right. Um, but there's a a different operation for those older style injectors versus getting into common rail at a high injection pressure. Sure. So is it worth blending your own bio or doing, you know, that kind of thing to save yourself money at the pump? What's that do long term on a set of three or four thousand dollar injectors or a thousand or two thousand dollar injector pump and the rails and the lines and everything else in the mix? Yeah. So these are the questions that you know. As I scroll through the forums and I'm reading what guys are talking about, I start asking myself, what is that impact?
0: I was just going to say, do you know what's fun about this series is there's a lot of questions here that even though we've been in the industry mm-hmm. for about a decade or whatever. Um, I don't know the answer. I don't I, I we are we are going to be learning along with you guys and trying to find some resources. So we're going to be reaching out and trying to pull some interviews mm-hmm. together. We're going to be digging around and trying to find some real data on it, not necessarily just anecdotal experience, yep. but like oh, I I make all my veggie oil and it runs great in my 7.3, it's the, you know, or veggie fuel and it runs great in my 7.3. We want to know a little bit more, we want to understand a little bit better, and then we can kind of start to figure things out from there. And along with that, now we've touched on this topic before, additives, um, but there's more guys who are doing additives out there, and it's a growing segment. I was just gonna say,
1: it's becoming more and more popular. You could go to your local parts store, uh, you could go to your local, Uh, I don't want to call it a supermarket, but like, you know, for us here locally in the Midwest, like your Myers and your Super Walmarts, and you can go to the automotive section and find diesel treatment additives. Yeah. Um, So hopefully we can get on another resource of uh, additive provider um, and then kind of work off of their insight and intel and kind of back that into some of the other interviews that we have done with like XRG, you know, about a year ago now and kind of piece things together.
0: I mean, honestly, I've for a long time, always thought all additive was snake oil. Right. Uh, Randy Harkema from xrg uh, is one of the smartest people I know, un- unquestionable. Yeah. He says it's not. I have a tendency to believe him. He had a lot of <laughs> science and data to back that up. Where yeah. it wasn't like he, you know, winked at me when he said it. Like yeah. there was, there was, the madness, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a method to the madness, right? There was a method to the madness. So we want to hear from other people, right? We want we want to expand our knowledge about well, what all does it include? And it's not necessarily about from a manufacturer or from a brand standpoint we want to understand some of the chemicals and the science behind it we've had on some awesome chemical engineers in the past yeah, which i get to say that now yeah. um well you oh, said that they didn't listen to us <laughs> i know i know it got <laughs> called out uh but but we have heard that that there is something behind this chemistry i also chris i'm going to sneak in some testing on that that mystery fuel that mystery additive yeah. that i got sitting on my yeah. desk about. Two, three months ago, I had a gentleman reach out to me who would listen to the show um, and wanted wanted to send us some test samples of some super-secret fuel additive. Um, we're we're going to see what we can do about that. We're going to see how do we measure that and what does that <laughs> look like. So so I think that'll be an interesting one, and that should lead us in pretty perfectly into talking about lift pumps.
1: I mean, that lift pumps are something that... We're no strangers to. Right. Um, we've been dealing with them for years. It's pretty much a staple when you're talking to guys and they're going to do any type of upgrade to their truck. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple different types of lift pumps, different styles of lift pumps, and what does that? What do those lift pumps offer as an impact for the high-pressure fuel system and how fuel is delivered into the engine? um you know at the end of the day right this this series is about fuel efficiency you know it's yeah. understanding the ins and outs of, of the diesel fuel that we all use in our trucks and cars um but more or less how to optimize that you know long term
0: yeah Absolutely, I I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, So that'll wrap us up right to the end. Uh, We'll be bringing on somebody uh, to be determined to talk to us about common rail fuel injection, how all of this stuff at the end of the day, the lift pumps, the additives, the fuel tanks, Mm -hmm. the types of fuel, how is all this going to actually, like you said, impact my injectors, impact my high pressure pump, my lines, all of those things, those hard components that are very expensive and have a lot of labor to go in with replacing them. Um, what is this going to matter for your, for you and for your vehicle long term? So I think this is going to be a pretty exciting series. I know it's a shorter episode today, guys. Bear with us uh, to do a good in-depth dive like this. just need a little bit of time to put some of the logistics together Uh, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, Please support us by supporting them. Shop at XCP. Uh, They have all of the great brands that we love and we trust. Uh, If it's anything diesel, they probably have it.
1: Next on the list, Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power. You know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be doing this series or this show for that That's matter. Uh, you can go to their website. They're offering a 15% off March mega sale uh, on tuning, 10% off on turbochargers. Uh, so give a call over to the shop, 815-568-7920. Um, myself or any of the other sales guys over there will be glad to help get you squared away.
0: Absolutely. Of course, extra Performance, we talked about them today. That's who we trust for all of our high-pressure common common rail high pressure fuel system uh, components, that's injectors, pumps, lines, anything like that. We trust XRG because they've proven that they're the best at what they do.
1: And then last but not least, WC Fab. Uh, if you're looking to go from mild to wild with different colorways under your engine bay or in your engine bay for that matter, traction bars, different piping kits, uh, they have brake reservoir covers for your uh, brake uh, fluid cover, yeah. you know, for the fuel, t- uh, wow, the brake cover, <laughs> the tank itself, um, you know, and a lot of different, you know, pipes, coolant pipes, things like that. Uh, so if you're looking for turbo kits or just putting up the engine bay, I mean, WC Fab can be your one stop shop for that.
0: Also A little bit of an update, guys. We had announced previously that we are putting out a $1,000 bounty for our emissions-equipped sled pull shootout. I've got that finalized. We're going to be publishing dates next week. uh, So we'll have a lot more media out about that. It's going to be three sled pulls. We'll be running with the work stock class. So that's like a stealth turbo class. You have to have a stock-appearing turbo. Um, If you are in that class and you have emissions equipment, we'll automatically kick you into the the emissions-equipped sled pull shootout. With that, I've got at least one other truck that I know is going to be out there with our Ford, and that's Jason that's from probably. WC Fab. He's going to be out there with a the dodge. Well, so, he's going to be out there with something, maybe the dodge.
1: So three say. pulls, winner, you know, of all the points, the highest points at the end of the three pulls gets a thousand bucks.
0: That's it. S- yep. Sold. So so we're excited for that. Uh, and you're gonna be excited to hear from the rest of our team over here at Diesel Performance Podcast. Stick around. We got more show coming at you in just a moment. Jeremy Garnett, our super tech in the shop over here at Duramax Tuner. How the hell are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good, man. doing good. Uh, I understand Anthony got a chance to come on and do the segment with you last week.
2: Yeah, that was pretty fun. I like it. I like yeah. it.
0: Maybe maybe we'll do some more of those here in the future. For today, uh, I have you up in the studio so we can talk a little bit about, I uh, believe, an LML fuel system you got to work on. Yes. Awesome, tell me about it, man.
2: Uh, it's just a truck that came in for some maintenance uh, through a DEF tank heater code, so put a DEF tank heater in it and then the guy wanted to do some tuning, so we th- said, hey, we should probably put a fuel system saver in it, so.
0: Okay, can you walk our listeners through what is a fuel system saver?
2: Uh, fuel system saver is a new regulator from Exergy, uh, and they put a new screen on top, on, top or bottom, I guess, however you look at it. Sure. Um, (laughs) They put a new screen over the regulator to stop fine material. As in, if there is a failure in the CP4, the regulator, is potentially going to stop
0: all that f- metal from going through the rest of the fuel system. That's so huge, man. When those LMLs first came out, yeah. we saw the first handful of CP4 failures, right. it would take <laughs> out the entire fuel system. So you'd lose your CP4 pump, you'd have to get new lines, you'd yep. have to get new tubes, you'd have to get new injectors. Um, drop the tank. Drop you know, the tank. Everything. Yeah. Everything would have to get pulled. Yeah. Uh, and now with the fuel system saver, hey, if the worst happens and the pump goes, at least you're not going to damage everything else. Exactly.
2: So, um, and we've actually seen it work. Yeah. Um, so, a while back, uh, not even on an LML, it was at Ford. Right. So, we actually got, uh, had a new CP4 on it, a uh, new CP4 uh, from Ford. Uh, f- but we were like, hey, we put a fuel system saver on it. The, it was a transport truck. I had 400,000 miles on it. Put 60,000 miles on it in, what, eight months, came back. CP4 fail, brand new one. Yeah. And that Fuel System Saver, we literally put a new CP4 in it and we were good to go.
0: And that was it. I, I mean, it, it worked. I mean, listen, <laughs> we don't want to see you repairing or replacing your CP4s every 60,000 miles. Right, but right, God right. When right, it right. comes up, it, it's a lot better. of... No,
2: it was just a story of, right, you know, yeah, like.
0: Of it actually working. Of it
2: actually working. In the you know, real mean? world. Right.
0: In the real world, like out in the yeah. wild, not on a test <laughs> bench. Like, it. It works, man. It's hard to argue.
2: Yeah, I mean, for you know a ten thousand dollar repair or a, you know, two hours to put a regulator in, or <laughs> the price of the regulator. It's, like, yeah, you know, hey. <laughs>
0: How is the job doing the regulator swap? Uh,
2: like I just said, it's about two hours. Okay. So, um, it's tight. Yeah. So you know it it is tight. You do have to remove the test port, so the low pressure test port. Um, you remove that out of the way, and then you do have to get a long T25 socket to get in there. Okay. But it's tight, uh, doable. It's more of a hassle fishing around, <laughs> but it definitely anybody could do it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not a breaker bar level of frustration, right, right, job. Right, right, It's just a knuckle buster. <laughs> exactly. I like it. Yeah, okay. just a,
2: anybody <laughs> could do it at home. Just have patience. There you go. So, you, that's, go. you know, like I said, i probably done. 20 of them now. Yeah. <laughs> and I've about two hours. About two hours. So
0: that's awesome, man. I think that's a good tip for you guys out there. If you have uh, you know, one of the Fords or one of the, yeah. <laughs> the LMLs that have the CP4 on it, and I know some of the Cummins have the CP4s as well, um, get yourself a fuel system saver. It's a no brainer. It's an easy DIY yeah. at home. Uh, you definitely can do this if you have some sort of mechanical experience. And if not, um, there's some good videos out there that could walk you through it. Oh, them, honestly, definitely. Even if yeah. it's your very first time. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jeremy. No problem. Have a good day. All right, folks. It's time to talk with our remote support expert, Sean Lynn. Sean, how the hell are you? Great. How are you, Paul? I'm doing good. Sean's on the show so he can talk to us a little bit about his day-to-day experiences uh, working in customer service over at Duramax Tuner and helping people out with all of your remote support and your expertise around diesel and instructions and how-to's. What are we talking about today?
3: We're talking about A40 transmission reads when you purchase tuning from us.
0: A40 transmission reads. Okay, yeah. So anybody who's looking to read out their A40 or even A50, right, TCM, so your transmission control module, um, there's a pretty simple process to follow with an EFI Live hardware, which we call a spade. Other people will call it AutoCal. It's the same thing. Uh, So what do I do, man?
3: Yeah, so this applies to basically an LBZ and LM M truck typically. Um, sometimes we need a read off of the controller in order to build the files correctly. Okay. Sometimes it's truck specific, sometimes it's just the fact that it's an A40. Um, basically we plug the spade into the truck, we navigate to their read feature under the tune tool, and then we select the A40 controller.
0: Seems simple enough.
3: Yep, and once you have the tune file read off, it's about a five minute process or so, it'll save it to your device. You'll need to then go on your computer and put the device either into USB drive mode or open up BFI Live Explorer, and we're looking for the read folder, and that's where we'll have that file at.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then once you find that file, you just drag and drop it over to your desktop, and then you can attach it in an email and send it off to whoever you need to. Obviously here, you'll be sending it to us. Uh, probably straight over to Sean to get
3: that done. Yeah, or stock file at DuramaxTuner.com. Either way it's going to get to the tuning department to get the files built.
0: Where do people have problems? What are the issues that guys run into with this?
3: Most of the trucks we send the tunes on, engine and transmission tunes, so sometimes people are under the assumption like, oh I already have the files on here, or they'll be like I never got the file. Well, this certain year range 06 to 2010 trucks we just need to read off the trans control module because of the variances there all right. and they're just they didn't know they needed to send the reads in is all.
0: I got you okay so most of the time it's not necessarily a hard process it's just who knows that they have to go and do it. Yep. And then once you know that you have to do it you can follow the instructions. Where can they find the instructions?
3: Uh, we have them on the knowledge base um, we have the stock reading instructions on there and whenever somebody calls in i lead them to those instructions or offer them help and then obviously A40 in this case. That's right so if you
0: have gotten a spade hardware from Duramax Tuner you should be able to flip that over on the back there will be a little QR code. Don't be intimidated just pull out your smartphone, hover the camera over the QR code and it automatically will come up with a link that you can click. Uh, Click that link and it'll take you right to the correct instructions and that should walk you through everything you need. Yes sir. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Empke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. Folks, I'm here with Sean Lynn, uh, our super fuck me. Our
2: super fuck me. <laughs> <laughs>